Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 273 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the orange Swindwinder bar for this episode, we have Commander Sovereign. What up? We have our Lavian Space Program Director, Commander Kurgle. Hello. The Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We've got our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edleweiss. That's Ben Mosswoodwood. Ha ha, I'm back. Unfortunately. And we also have on tech our uh, Chief Bar Steward, Commander PsychoCal. And that's Grant Wilcott himself. Hello, as long as I can manage to keep the bloody pound coins quiet. in the meters. Um, also, one. Also joining us, we have um, the Queen of the Con. We have Karen uh, Fishwick joining us. Um, so we hopefully will be able to talk live con stuff in not too distant future. But if you wish, you can join us live. We are in open at the Orange Sidewinder Bar near the planet of Lave. If you can't get to us in game, you can always join us at the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat and also at Twitch TV slash Lave Radio, even though things have been a little bit difficult tonight. So what we'll do is we'll quickly go around the team and then we'll, we'll talk to Karen about um, a lot of up-and-coming goodies. So we'll, we'll start off with um, Commander Edler Weiss, as he's been missing in action for the last week. Uh, what have I been up to? I've, I've been up to quite a lot, actually. I've been... Uh, myself and the family were visit, doing Christmassy type things in Birmingham. We've be, I've been watching The Expanse. So I've finished all of Season 4 of The Expanse, and it is awesome. Um, I What else have I been up to? Uh, I had Christmas dinners, so, you know, I'm feeling as tight as a tick now. Uh, doing this CG, playing Red Dead. Yeah, that's about it. I'll do. Excellent. Um, much Elite Dangerous, or has it just been sort of... I've been doing the CG in Elite, but that's about it. Ah, so I, right. I, just had, I made a cool 48 million from doing the CG, so that was nice. Oh, that sounds excellent. Welcome back, Commander Kurgle. How have you been for the last missing months i'm good thank you and it's good to be back uh i've missed the crew although not the smell in the sidewinder it hasn't improved uh i've been pretty busy i've got a new job well i haven't got a new job yet but i'm going to have a new job and uh and i'm yes you are a git i am a git i'm gonna go and work <laughs> for github in fact uh but that means that i'm super busy at work because i'm trying to put plasters on everything before I leave and document everything before I leave and all of that, you know, nice stuff so that my ex-colleagues don't hate me when I go. Uh, I've also been playing a little bit of Elite. I'm still headbutting the engineering grind and I've been driving around in cars, which I blame Suvereen for. He tried to make me do some rallying, but actually I've been driving around on tarmac instead. and That's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Excellent. Um, on the subject of Commander Suvereen, how have you been? Ah, oh, great, thanks. Um, I have been... Uh, my life has been uh, an unmitigated um, expanse of uh, tedium and um, quotidian um, 
uh, routine over the last week. Um, but it's been quite fun. Um, so I've been um, just beavering away at home, same um, same as usual, just doing work, um, and um, had a nice supper out in uh, in Peckham um, at the weekend, which was nice, but um, but nothing out of the ordinary. Um, so just just pottering on as usual. Right. Um, Did you not get Sagittarius I out last week? Was that the week before? That was last week's announcement. Yes. But it came out last Thursday, is that right? Or was it Thursday before? I can't remember when it came out. Came out the came out the just bef- the Thursday before last week's show. Oh wow! So it's been, okay, it's been out longer than I thought. Then I should know. I mean, I helped push it, but I can't remember when it came out. The response has been really, really good. Actually, we've had loads of um, really lovely comments from people, um, and uh, I think I think possibly uh, some people might view this as heresy, but I think um, going to quarterly has meant that um, there's a bit more sort of. I, I think it, it's maybe got a bit more freshness for for some readers um because some of the comments we've had have been really lovely um and more numerous than we would normally get for a new magazine release um when we were monthly i think we possibly maybe um everybody got a bit used to us and going quarterly there's a, there seems to be a bit of a sense of oh wow it's that magazine again cool they appreciate us more yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> no absence makes the hacker funds doesn't it yeah so- absolutely yeah is that what you're saying we should do about live radio? We should start doing it weekly and yes, absolutely. We, we're going to go, listeners. We're going annual. We're going to be an annual podcast. <laughs> oh, just be careful. Just be careful, especially now that Ben's back. Just be careful with that. <laughs> one one wrong letter, and we're right back in ca- with Captain Innuendo. <laughs> uh, Commander Shan. Hello. Hello. How have you been? I've been very well, apart from having. Almost no sleep um, Thursday oh. evening, Friday morning. That's because I was staying out to watch the election. Oh, of course. Yes. Have <sighs> you got any opinions on that, or shall we just leave it? Um, none that I really w- ought to say on air that wouldn't <laughs> cause a storm of comment. Um, but it, ha- it has given me a whole load of new slogans to say. The 2020 oh, um, to do with the lead. So, you know, the basics like get elite feet done and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it's been been quite a good, uh, been quite a good week, really. Um, what we've done in game, we've been the CG, logging in every day to get my art yes. on all the on all the accounts. Been also been perusing the store quite a bit, um, trying to find paint jobs. I want to spend those arcs on. Haven't found any yet. Usually they come up with like midnight black ones or gold versions of ships, but I guess they've already got those this year. Yeah. Um, either that or you've got them all anyway. Well, there is that, but I just haven't seen any come up on the um, come up on the store. I mean, the, the, you can tell they're getting better at the paint jobs, though, because the the effects and the artwork on them is significantly better than just pure black. But, uh, mm. yeah. So, oh, I got my decal as well for the um, Golconda thing. What was the, um, what's the Golconda decal like? Because I didn't get it. Um, it's basically a saccharine sweet-looking badge that says Golconda with, like, a friendly gesture. Each yeah. side of it is like, yeah. A friendly gesture. What are you talking about? Like two hands shaking or something? Hang on, have I got it on my ship? I think I might actually have it in my ship. Let's see. 
I haven't actually managed to log in in the in the week um, that was no, I don't. Um, that was set for receiving it. So, and I, I realised today that I missed it, which I'm really annoyed about because I've got the other ones from um, from the CGs this year. Yeah, I must. I think I'm. I think I missed out on the Thargoid one. Oh, I'm actually, yeah, I missed out on that. that one as well. Although, can you still get that if you fulfil certain criteria? No, that's that's the Thargoid bobblehead. Oh right, okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like you've got the word Golconda with the mega ship yeah. on it, and like a, a little federation and uh, an imperial symbols kind of next to it, as if they're all good friends. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. While we're talking about the Golconda, can I claim credit for those colonists actually having gravity still? No, oh, you must. No, oh, no. just let just let him have that. The Federation are going to give them an outpost. Outposts don't have spinny bits. They now at least have spinny bits for them to get gravity, so they're not being stuck in zero g for the rest of their lives. Because the Federation are evil bastards, you know. <laughs> but I'm claiming influence with the with the Galactic Council, you know, going off and getting all this stuff, so they they have spinny things again. Cool. I'm, I'm claiming responsibility for this. Claiming credit for gravity, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I think well, it's we, justified. We have evidence. So basically, when it comes to when it comes to Ben, he'll always let you down. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> nice. I like that. Or is it uh, because when Ben comes up, he also comes down again? I That's prefer Collins' thing, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Collins made sense. Yeah. Lots of people are blaming Lexit for all this. and Lexit. <laughs> but they're blaming me for it, as if it was my yes. idea. Yeah, apparently it is. Network error or sidewinder now. That's a... <laughs> Which so, is a legitimate error in game, isn't it? Yeah, it is a genuine you, error in the game. Are you going to go for Mayor of Live, Chan? If if Shan could, he would. What? Sell the crew? Yeah. Actually, I'd have you all on zero hours contract. <laughs> Which right, is like all your other crew members. Who's tried to sell... Who tried to sell the station to Shan? Come on, own up. Because I thought nobody's managed to sell her shares yet. Just think about it. Wouldn't it really the only person who could sell the station to Shan be Alan? So, Karen, would you like to make any comments on this? I think I think it's probably safer if I do. <laughs> we'll introduce Karen. Move on and introduce Karen because she's got a limited time with us. I think it's funny if you mention that, Shan. I was just about to. How are? I'm I'm not too bad, you know. Putting on, trying to keep busy as always. Um. So yes, we have. Um, uh, you have an announcement to make about that most excellent of of conventions known as LaveCon. Well, indeed. Are you busy on Thursday at seven o'clock? Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be pretty busy at that that time, as are probably a number of other people. So, yeah, seven o'clock on Thursday, we are releasing the first batch of gold and platinum tickets. And we will then be releasing the silver and bronze ones the following day but only to mean that we don't completely crash the website um 
it's it's never crashed yet, but I keep thinking there'll be a time when it does. So you know, try and stagger it. Um, and then after Christmas, we will have a second batch of gold and platinum tickets. But that gives me time to um, sort out volunteers and all those wonderful things to make the convention go round. Volunteers, you say? I wonder where you could get them from. <laughs> well, wherever we can find them, usually. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I see. So, um, it's official. It's the um, what's the actual dates for for LaveCon this year? Good question. I believe it's the third to the fifth of July. It's certainly the first weekend in July. I'm pretty sure that's the third to the fifth. Um, yeah, at Sedgwick Hall, as as usual, um, wonderful venue. We like them very much. They seem to quite like having us as well, which is is brilliant. Um, they they even sent me a Christmas hamper this year. They clearly like us a lot. <laughs> I was just had a thought of what other themes we could have. It's a little bit naughty or mischievous, shall we say, for LaveCon. Because LaveCon will be on the 4th of July. We could celebrate Lave Independence Day. <laughs> so we all got to turn up with Phoenix uh, Phoenix flags like um, like the, on the front of the book then. We managed to free leave and all we got was this stinking t-shirt. Well, we'll um, yeah, I mean, we've got all the all the usual very exciting things planned. The land room, the beer, the Artema. More beer. <laughs> they frequently rock up, which is lovely. Um, and, of course, lots of amazing commanders to chill and sit around the bar and play a board game with and generally have a lovely time. Well, that's, uh, that's excellent. Um, uh, as everybody knows, I think uh, uh, we've, uh, everybody on the crew really, really looks forward to doing LaveCon. It's uh, one of our favourite bits. Um, do, we have any, do we have any idea where the Spider-Man games are going to be there this year, Karen? Um, they are they are sponsoring us again, which is brilliant. We always love having them there, and of course they come along with with their uh, their battle cards and their EDRPG and all the all the wonderful things that they work on. So yes, I am I am very positive they will be there and doing amazing things. So this year we've not to let them win at the quiz. Well, you're just gonna have to brush up and be better than them. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's fixed. They always seem to get the easy questions. I don't know why. <laughs> Thankfully, not my department. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I, I guess that um, everything is all set in motion and, and ready to go. Uh, uh, is there any other, anything else that you would just like to touch on before you can, uh, you can run away? Just to say, there's a whole bunch of information on the like a lot so you know in the terms and conditions and what have you but there's also lots of practical things if you haven't been before like you know where to find the venue how to get there what's going on um it's worth saying again for those who perhaps are new and therefore um haven't or haven't seen it all you can't book the hotel separately if you are trying to book the book hotel you you will fail very horribly and um, the only way to stay at the hotel on the saturday night is to book a gold or a platinum ticket um so please you know if you do want to stay do book one of those but if you don't get one this time and i will warn you they they frequently sell out really quickly last year i think it took about half an hour for the first batch to sell so <coughs> terribly sorry 
do do get in there quickly. Um, but <laughs> if you get one in the first batch, there will be a second batch. So don't panic. But more importantly, if you are panicking, buy a silver or bronze ticket and then want to refund it later. We're not going to run out of bronze or silver tickets, so you can you can take a pause on them, book them when you like. So yeah, um, as I said, they will be available on Friday, but. As I said, don't don't panic by them if they're not the ticket that you want, because otherwise I just end up doing extra admin. And nobody wants extra admin. So, Karen, any word on pricing yet, which is what I'm sure people will be asking themselves? Yeah, so um, bronze and silver tickets are the same price as they were last year, which is, um, I think, £21, including the booking fees, which covers all our um, um, card fees and all those exciting things. Um, so I think it's £21 per day for a bronze ticket, £41 per day for a silver ticket, or if you do a silver weekend, um, then it's £70, so you get a bit of a discount on that. Um, for the whole weekend gold ticket, which includes your hotel and your food and, all, and of course, the event itself, is £180. Um, or two hundred and eighty pounds if you are going if you are two people sharing rooms that covers both of you, um, and for the platinum VIP top of the range most exclusive exciting ticket in the world with all awesome goodies and cannot be bought anywhere else Labcon merchandise, um, is three hundred and thirty five pounds for one person or three ninety if there's two of you sharing a room. So, yeah, that's the plan. But I will be putting up the price information on all the various social media places, including Discord and um, Facebook, both the group and the event, so that you've got the information there. And obviously, it will all be going live on the website on Thursday night. Which, of course, puts pressure on us to get the show out for Thursday. Otherwise, <laughs> haha, you missed it. Well, yes, quite. Although, I mean, I have emailed out to everybody on our mailing list and I will, once I finish here, my next job is to go put it up on all the various social media. So hopefully, one way or another, you know, we haven't yet resorted to carrier pigeons, um, people will, will hear about it. So, yeah, hopefully that will be all good. And if it doesn't, well, it might take longer than half an hour to sell out, might it? <laughs> that, that's, well... Um... Let's let's hope it doesn't. Because, I mean, I must admit, last year we were quite astounded by how quickly those first batch went, didn't we? That was yeah, yeah that was insane. That it, it was a record. Way. yeah. I mean, particularly when um, if one ticket type sells more than the other, so I think, oh, okay, well, I'll just you know move some from a different column into that one, and then literally as I'm doing it, the tickets are always sort of selling out of my hands almost. So yes, it's it's exciting. <laughs> Right. Has, has anybody got any questions they'd like but to I'm ask? I'm looking forward to it. And it'd be lovely to see everybody again. And we always get a really good crowd. You know, I think that's the, one of the really exciting things about LaveCon is that everybody comes along and they're so friendly and chatty and welcoming. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth Right. Has anybody got any final questions for Karen so that we can let her run off and prepare things? Nope. Thanks very much for joining us, <laughs> All right, you take care. We shall okay. see you soon. But if any questions, get people, drop me an email, send me a social media message. It's all good. We'll get to it. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Karen. And uh, yeah, hopefully talk to you soon. No problem. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Right. So there you have it. LaveCon this year is, is now up. It's running and you'll be able to buy tickets soon. So 
So we'll moving on from uh, LaveCon, we'll have a look at the development news which has been happening this week. Well, there's been quite a bit. Um, well, not a new development news, apparently. Uh, on Monday, we had Paige doing a, basically hosting a two and a half hour stream about the history of Elite Dangerous because it's now officially five years old. Um, it was it had a whole lot of developers on it all discussing uh, their favourite parts of what's been happening over the last five years. Uh, we've had um, uh, there was uh, some competitions all that was all run. Um, did anybody else see this and what did they think? I did. Yes, it was very. It was a. It was a quite a nice stream for the Feast of Stephen time of year. So we, we keep mentioning Stephen on Lave Radio because apparently yes. it's in, uh, above every time we say Stephen. So yeah. if you hear us say Stephen, then that's why we need to say it because Stephen from Frontier likes us saying it. Um, this would be uh, Stephen Benedetti, would it? Yes, yeah, Stephen Benedetti, yeah. yeah. Or as uh, we should start to refer to him, Commander Square Sausage. <laughs> is, that what Steve, is that what Stephen's called? He is from now on, I'm telling you. Oh, I Steven do like some square, square sausage. sausage. Steven Square Sausage. Command Square Sausage, yes. You have to be Glaswegian to understand what Square Sausage is. No, you don't. There's some <laughs> sausage, possibly, but not, not Glaswegian. Anyway, the, uh, the page was like the main hostess of the stream. Uh, Will departed somewhere uh, partway through. So it wasn't Stephen who was the, the main host? No, Stephen was there for quite a bit, actually. Um, one person who was a bit noticeable by his absence, and I was quite surprised, was David Braidman. Um, I really expected him to be on the fifth anniversary stream. Um, but then again, who or, needs David when you've got Stephen? Well, that is, that is, that is true. Um, but Stephen sat with David Braidman should have been sitting, I think. Um, or if they couldn't have, ha if Stephen couldn't have had David on the show. What they should have done is um, replaced David Braden with a, uh, a sculpture of a melting ice planet with a carrier <laughs> orbiting around. Could have been next to Stephen. Next to Stephen, yeah. Uh, there wasn't any Adam Woods, I'm afraid to say, either. Um, the executive producer of, of Elite Dangerous, them, but there was Dav. Dav is always good for uh, good for you know. Uh, Technical information, and he was he was setting page right about all the all the different stages because you know that's Dav. <laughs> uh, but his middle yeah. name Stephen, by the way. Middle <laughs> name Stephen. Isn't it? Didn't Mister Benedetti say that he'd have a, a drink every time his name was mentioned? I, I think so. Yeah, but <laughs> I, 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 I would hate for Stephen to get drunk on our hour. Oh, did Stephen say what he was going to be? I mean, I'm assuming it's Levy and Brandy, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, apparently Lave Radio did get a mention on, on the stream. <laughs> yeah, uh, Stephen mentioned it. Stephen mentioned it. Yes, he, yes, he did. Um, apparently we're cheeky and a bit rude. What's yeah. rude about saying Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, is rude. Stephen isn't. Steve is probably passed out at this moment in time. <laughs> we should have got Karen to say something nice to Steve. He's probably been rushed to the local hospital for a stomach pump at this rate. 
Yes. So um, I must admit, I mean, when I, I did see this uh, the stream, I did enjoy it. Um, I don't know the background at work, which um, I'm allowed to do now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's a little bit of there was an awful lot on on the chat board about people saying, "Oh, yeah, this is very nice, but what's going to happen next?" You know, it, it was a. It, I know Paige had made it completely and utterly clear that there was no, uh, there was going to be nothing new uh, discussed, and it was nice, but it did feel like we were going over the same ground again. Although I must admit, the statistics that they gave out at the end was actually quite impressive. Yeah, I really well, the, no, the thing is, though, Colin, we, we knew there'd be nothing new. Stephen told us so. At the start. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It just felt low-key. Did it feel low-key to you? For a it did. It did. And, yes, yeah, so there was no... Uh, we have to mention there's no Zach. <laughs> Night, Zach. Uh, but there was plenty of Stephen. <laughs> um, I think but, it's wildly yeah. surprising that they didn't discuss any future stuff. Um, I mean, it, like a, f a five-year stream, of course you're going to talk about the five years of, of the, the game. It, I don't, it, it's totally reasonable that they wouldn't, um, that they wouldn't discuss the game's future. So, like, if you're going to discuss the game's past, a five-year anniversary is absolutely the time to do it. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of expecting more of an occasion, to be, to be fair. Maybe it was just my expectations that were off kilter, but when, when I compare it to the other anniversary streams, or even when they have a launch stream of a release, it's been more of an occasion. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I know. Um, when you do compare it to the, the launches from the last two, uh, two games, you do think... Oh, hang on, we've, we've been here for five years. <laughs> but um, I suppose when you think about it, the, the, the next time Elite Dangerous gets a, a, a whole lot of attention is going to be with the new era stuff. And I probably expect that that's when we'll get the big celebrations and big launches. And, because it's going to be the sixth anniversary when that all comes out. Yeah, that'll, that, that'll be uh, very, very... Uh, highly publicised, definitely. Yes, we we got introduced to a, a new member of staff, the uh, Danny, um, or I've got to be careful about this, uh, Spiteri. Um, he's now a product man manager at Frontier. I take it is that is this him replacing Sally's job? Yeah, Sally's title was product uh, product manager. Yes, uh, he's previously from Team Seventeen. Who, uh, yeah, who are. If I remember rightly, they were in uh, in in Yorkshire. Much of my youth was spent playing Alien Breed on an Amiga. And Worms, wasn't Team 17 Worms? The yes, worms. yes, they were. Yeah. And Overcooked as well, if I remember correctly. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there was a worm called Stephen, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and if there wasn't, there should have been. I'm 100% sure you're right, actually, Sean. There's definitely a Stephen <laughs> He is so regretting even saying that now. You just know he's listening to this and going, oh, God, why did I have to open my big cob? And then Paige will be behind him going, ha, ha, told you. So we had to put a mention into Paige just in case she gets the same thrill as Stephen. Actually, what we could do, to because, because there are quite a lot of CNs now, aren't there, Frontier? 
Yes. There isn't sort of like a front, central front man now. They seem to rotate. So maybe a, a bit like how um, Australians are typified with Bruce and Sheila, maybe we should just call all, all the male ones Stephen and the female CM Stephanie. Uh, isn't that a bit kind of insul to say that? Isn't that what insuls use? What? And the, to refer to happily, you know, the, these insul people oh, who are a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bit no, I don't, unhappy I don't about being single. I don't think they use the word Steve, um, Stephen. Um, Stephen and Stephanie or something. Yeah, I think they use different words. All right, fair enough then. Well, anyway, so the, I mean, the, the stream went on for two and a half hours. There was lots of giveaways um, and a lot of uh, shout outs to Elter community groups and an overview of what's actually been released in the last um, the last five years. And when you actually went through what <laughs> the amount of content that has come out in the last five years, um, I, I was reasonably impressed. I mean, obviously, everyone thinks that there should have been more, but I was still impressed by the amount of uh, stuff that you get for equivalent of 40 quid. Oh, definitely. I mean, one of the things that struck me, because um, uh, uh, when they started going through the community groups and the uh, and the players and the events and stuff like that, you couldn't possibly name all of them because I sat there thinking, oh, they didn't mention so-and-so. Well, why didn't they mention this or mention that? Uh, and... Yeah, it's just amazing how much actually has gone on in the community, certainly, um, oh, yeah. in the last five years. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was... There, there are times you forget, because we were just in our little live radio bubble, you forget how many other groups there are, how many, I mean, how many other groups there are around the world. It's not just a British phenomenon. Uh, Sajai, uh, our... Um uh, about fifty-five percent of our readership is in the US. Wow! Yeah, more than more than half. So about about forty percent. But no, hold on. It's about forty percent of our readership is UK. About fifty percent is US, and the remaining ten percent is split between um, mostly France and Germany, and then a percent here and there from other countries. Right now, I'm going to go through a, a lot of figures here. Um, do we want this to be said in uh, imperial billion, which is a million million, or an American billion, which is a thousand million? To be honest, I want Marvin to say it. Marvin. I want Marvin to say it. <laughs> I also want Marvin to say it. <laughs> I kind of want Stephen to say it. In the absence of Stephen, though, we've got to, got to make do with what we've got. And we have a very passable Marvin. Do we? You. <laughs> no, we're not allowed to make it. No. No, considering the amount of close calls I've had this week, there's no way I'm going to do that. Um, I I'm half expecting that Shan has got a, a wicker man on a bike and he's sticking ne needles in it as I ride to work <laughs> or throwing cars at it as I ride to work. I've had that many close calls this, this week. Isn't so I'm, I'm not going <laughs> You're just doing an impression. <laughs> no, but we jinxed it last week. Did we? we jinxed it. Yes, we jinxed it last week by saying, "Oh, um, the two actors that had played it have died recently." Oh right, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> I don't We're want not playing Rise Dangerous, are we? No. <laughs> well, the three most popular ships in Elite Dangerous over the last five years has been the Cobra, unsurprisingly, the Asp Explorer, and the Python. I'm surprised by thought... all three of those. 
really? I thought the Cobra Mark III was the kind of ship that everybody talked about really liking, but nobody actually flew very much because it is quickly outclassed and earning money is really easy. But the the, the thing is, and Yamix actually mentioned this, is that the Cobra Mark III for the small ships, it's the best one. Yeah, it's no, the best I, overall. Undeniably, but it is—it's an all-rounder. It doesn't—it it doesn't own any single category, and earning enough money for something that's just, which is a better all-rounder, like the Asp Explorer, for example, is super—you know—takes minutes. So I'm and has done for at least three years. So that's why I was surprised that the Copa Mark III is still in the running. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder if it's just the proportion of players like Alan that was stuck in a Copa Mark III because they didn't have the time to <laughs> money to get out of it. He played the game for like. Two or three years just in a Cobra uh, and enjoyed the hell out of it. And yeah, I ben? just wonder if it is just people that are stuck where they can't earn enough money to get out of that class of shit. Oh, that's I, unlikely these days, Ben. Is the Cobra Mark III a more fun ship to fly than the Asp? I mean, I, do, I stayed in, in the Cobra longer than I had to because I was just enjoying flying it so much. Well, I have access you, to other things, but it does have one of the best engine sounds in the game. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah I think you're all underestimating the power of nostalgia. There's a mm-hmm. lot of people that just want to fly the Cobra because that's what they've always flown. That's true. Yeah, I, I guess I was surprised. Like that's clearly at play, and I was surprised at how much it is clearly at play. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I really like the Cobra. It is it, it's the best small ship. And it is really fun to fly. Um, it's not as fu- it's not the most fun to fly. And after you've earned, after you've got like ten million, suddenly your options widen quite a lot. Um, and um, I, I personally, I was really surprised that the Crate Mark II wasn't in there. I know it's only been out for two years, but I've flown, I've flown the Crate Mark II for sixty percent of that time, and as have quite a few other people I know. Um, it and did it is now become very popular very quickly, didn't it? And stayed there. It's great. Yeah, thing. exactly. So I was, I, I was, I was generally, I was quite surprised by those. All three ships, actually. Well, I'll quickly go through the f- through the rest of them. So we've got um, there's over 200 million limpets being used and left in space <laughs> for one year. Um, the Wolf 406 Transport uh, Company uh, they have the largest um, they are the mi- largest manufacturing in the game with 240 in-game assets. Um, the longest distance travelled in a Sidewinder, 167,277 light years. Uh, and that's uh, Commander Rincewind. Is that Rincewind Mild? That's Rincewind. Uh, I, I believe we actually know him well. Rincewind Cumru. Oh, Rincewind Cumru, yes. Sorry. I think, my- I think that's who it is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I've got my. Uh, I'm wearing my wrong glasses here. Uh, so yes, didn't he circumvented the? He circumvented the galaxy in the in in the sidewinder. Oh, he just like got around the galaxy, did he, Colin? Circumnavigated. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. What did you yes. say? Circumvented. <laughs> it could have been worse. I'm sorry, Colin. I'm, re- I'm really sorry. I love the idea. I'm just. I'm going to circumvent the galaxy. Just nope. Denied. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been circumcised. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just got to cut that one off, haven't you? I'm going to say it does bring a whole new meaning to the witch head, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and as usual, we do apologise for descending into absolute smut and filth. As usual, um, there has if been. Stephen was on the show; he wouldn't laugh. 
Stephen will be very sensible. Yes, he would be very, very sensible. Um, there has been four thousand, four sorry, four million seven hundred eighty-eight thousand and six hundred Thargoids eliminated for the safety of the galaxy. That is a phenomenal a amount of dead bodies. I wonder if, um, I wonder if that's just interceptors or scouts as well. Oh, I think it's just any. Any old I can't time. see them being full of that many interceptors being wiped out. Yeah, and does that include Thargons as well? You know, the drone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they don't really count. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the game is unable to track that. Yeah. Well, there's been sixty-six million six hundred forty-seven thousand four fifty-nine missions completed in two thousand and nine. In two thousand and nine. Uh, two thousand. Just years, in two thousand and nine. Yeah, and here's the big one: twenty thousand nine hundred and nineteen squadrons have been created. I really like the fact that they've um, they've highlighted some uh, a few players and player groups in that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, they can't go through all of them, can they? No, but it's no, but it's nice that they've um, it's nice that there are nods to individual achievement and group achievement in there. It'd yeah. be quite easy to just be like, these are the aggregate figures. It's nice that they've pulled out a couple of, of well, high performers, for want of a better word, amongst the player group and, and highlighted them. Like, Frontier. People who are insane. Yeah, front, I mean, Frontier have traditionally, in the past, not um, have been quicker to kind of praise the player base in general for things rather than picking out individual groups for stuff. And it's nice to see them. Like the, like the, the Wolf group having the most um, assets, for example. It's cool to see stats like that. Well, apparently there is a galaxy population of 6.6 6 trillion. And the total rebuy cost for commanders so far in the game is so big. I, I, so it would be... <laughs> right, just, just bear with me on this one. 6 imperial billion, 997,800... 89 million 133,261 credits <laughs> that's been paid out commanders just for the destroyed ships <laughs> you see when I see stats like that it makes me want to go and sort of look what's behind them and I'm like okay it's 20,919 squadrons okay fine of how many of those squadrons and how many squadrons are over 100 players? And, you know, to break them down. Yeah. It'd it, be good to... It, the squadrons page needs needs tweaking. It, we, we really ought to... Like, the squadrons page needs a filter option and a sort by and all that sort of thing. It'd be really good to be able to see them sorted by size, for example. Yeah, and for example, the total read-by cost for commanders, of that, how much of that is cows read-by trying to get to Beagle Point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, there'll be quite a lot there. And of course, the final and best statistic so far is 0.042% of the galaxy has been explored. Yes, that's 42 divided by 100. Or no, 1,000. And basically, that's that's what we've got done of the galaxy so far. So we're not even at of 0.042%. One percent so far. We're not even at. Yeah, sh surely, surely that's half of a percent, not half of zero point one of, of a percent. No, I'm not looking. Not point not four two percent. That's insane. That's how big this game is. 
admittedly though there's there's the bubble the Pleiades and Colonia and everyone heading out to um to Sagay and that's about and Beagle it. Point oh and Beagle Point yeah I take that back but you know that's about it there, there isn't any real motivation to go out to various other parts because things like the conflux and uh, the other bits which were to do with uh, searching for the Drew Wagar megaship for instance that's I think that's the only time two people have actually gone out looking desperately for other things. Um, ben, did you want to bring uh, something up just there? Yeah, so the... the s- and I'm dreading this. So, C- Colin, what ship you would you use to, to, to circumcise the galaxy? I don't know, Ben. What ship would you use? I know. Hey, Pater! <laughs> <laughs> that's... Not going away anytime soon, is it? You're the one who said circumcise. <laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> Please help me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, at the moment, we've got the... Uh, they have said that there's a festive countdown happening at the moment, which everybody, I take it, you're all getting your free arcs at the moment? I am well. What free arcs? What's the bonus? You, you basically log in, get free. F- get free arcs. How many? It's only hundred it, or something. It, it's not like. It, it oh no, but it's going up. up. It ramps up per day. So <laughs> if you log in tomorrow, you get more arcs than what you did if you just logged in today. Cool. So do these? Because I mean, don't we have a like a cap of some like four hundred or something like that? No, it takes it. Go, it takes it over the four hundred cap. It's above and beyond the cap. Yes. So, I guess, to maximise your profits, you should whack your cap uh, as soon as you can in a week. Yes. Is everybody now trying to come up with an innuendo involving a cap? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the, that, I even that like makes that. no sense. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just... <laughs> it's just that I get this horrible feeling you're all trying to come up with some some crude thing to do with caps, but... Uh, I, don't I, mean... I wasn't until you said so. <laughs> well, also they've said that they will keep an eye on the store for limited time skins. Uh, and uh, yes, there's also is the year-end festival uh, festivities, F- festivities. What the heck's wrong with me today? Um, there's, uh, you know, the, the celebrations in Retort, and uh, obviously the trading one's finished. So everybody managed to get their their um, their millions of credits from the trading. I sadly did not. I yeah. uh, I, I haven't been able to log in. Sadly, why was it so lucrative? It wasn't just it just got to Kate and I made. It wasn't yeah. particularly lucrative. It just. Just standard lucrative. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it finished early. People just ran straight through that one. The Easy. bounty hunting one, yeah, the bounty hunting one was a little bit more difficult because um, there weren't any, you know, high um, areas where you could go bounty hunting, you know, uh, hazardous uh, zones and things like that. Hmm. But uh, yes, it, it, it does seem to have almost come to an end. Uh, it'll be finishing on the 18th, and you can get the Cobra Mark III iridescent gleam paint job because of it, which I think looks fantastic. I've got one of those on on my ASP, and, and they do look very nice. 
So what I was thinking of doing is um, if we could take a, um, an advert break now, uh, we'll come back with a, a review of what's been happening in 2019, what we've thought of it. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? On the far side of the bubble. On the dark side of an airless moon. On the slightly more interesting side of a ravine, there lived the Engineer. The Engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, monkey bait, soul, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wabagum, banjo, banga, snook, soul, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat. Noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nuka, nuka, wappa, wappa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister. You're in the wrong commercial. Well, shit. Fish, because, you know, space. Hi, I'm Trent Stephen Findlist Jr. And I'm here to tell all you pilots about a great new service. Take a listen to my friend, Pete. My name's Pete and I'm a long-distance haulier. I drive a Puma shipping farm machinery from Leasty to Sueo. I love my family and I don't mind being a hard-working blue-collar dad, but I'm tired of seeing my family grow old in front of my eyes. Every time I make the run there and back, I lose 15 days in hyperspace. My family is starting to notice that they're getting older and I'm not. My wife had a baby last week, did a week of shifts and now my kids got teeth. I wish there was some way my family could get old at the same speed as me. There is, Pete. How? By buying into my new service, Findlist Cryogenics. We aim to put the freeze on the premature ageing of your family. The process is simple. Our unique family centres allow you to drop off your loved ones on the way to work. Simply hire the number of cryogenic pods you need and keep your family asleep while you fly among the stars. We ensure synchronicity with your flight patterns so they spend the same time awake that you spend in the cockpit. And when you get home, bingo! Your family is the same age as you. Never lose family time in hyperspace again. 
we guarantee that you'll never miss another birthday, anniversary or funeral. Wow, Trent, that sounds great. Where do I sign? Simply put your credit card details into our special webpage under the hashtag WeFreezeYourLove. We'll take care of the amounts, no need to worry about that. It's so simple. I can't wait to keep my family in a secure block of ice. It's a weight off my mind. Findalist Cryogenics, now at your local spaceport. Findalist Cryogenics, because the family that grows old together goes cold together. According to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks. Where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I must admit, I, I think... We all get a kick out of the uh, the last advert because that was actually based on the um because we didn't know anything about uh, how the uh, the in system uh, flight was going to be managed. We've just assumed it was going to be like the old super cruise, the old um, Star Dreamer stuff, which meant that because your your pilot would go from uh, the jump point to the planet, it would actually take days to weeks. So basically, it would be true for a pilot in that with the, when they, they did a round trip, they'd come back and find that they'd missed out on about three or four weeks of their family's life. How old is that advert? Because I don't think I've ever heard it before. Oh, that's one of the very, I think that was one of the very first ones. Um, I know Chris and, and Alan wrote a whole batch of stuff right at the very beginning. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't played a second tech one in ages because mostly we haven't had a second tech on the on the show for ages because okay. we haven't been able to kill him off. <laughs> Either that, we've finally killed him off. Sure, which. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, what we were going to to quickly do um, is that this week, as it is the last show of the year, we were going to go through what's happened this year. Uh, and give everybody their, th- you know, let everybody have their their thoughts about um, the various uh, shenanigans that have gone on. Um, so obviously, the beginning of uh, this year, we were still getting to grips with the mechanics of, of um, three point four, which was a lot of the exploration mechanics, and of course, blowing up uh, big rocks. Um, so if we want to go back. Who would like to uh, kick off what they originally thought of uh, the exploration mechanics? D- do you think it, it, it's has it revolutionised the games as much as we thought it had? No. Where is that? Why? Um, it's okay for novelty. Um, I mean, there are a few things I do like it, and I went on Distant Worlds too, so I had plenty of chance to try it out. I liked being able to identify what a planet is just by zooming in on it and stuff like that. But for me, the control method is just fairly clunky. Um, and I don't know, it just it feels too mini-gamey for me. Oh. Um, but yes, there's some things are good about it. You know, as I say, being able to see what a planet is and get to claim the um the discovery and stuff without having to fly to it. That's great. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, maybe I'm too much of a Luddite on, on this one, but I I just found it still find it difficult to get used to the control method and I've got a good fee and I've done it 
tens of thousands of times, but every time I use it, I'm thinking I'm using a mouse to, you know, zoom in and use a click. Why can't I just point and click on a signal? Why do I have to use my my controls as if I was controlling some kind of drone? Why can't I just point and click like a PC is supposed to? And the whole thing just feels like a um, a nod or a um, a compromise, so console users don't feel. Is your ship running correct. Windows ninety five? <laughs> no, no, it's not running Xbox either. But you know, I don't. Um, my view on it is a little bit more mixed. I don't like the uh, full spectrum spectrum scanner at all. Um, I I think the um, no, not really. I I um, I don't I don't use it a great deal um and uh i don't i don't i've, I've got a um a hot ass so i have bindings for it and the bindings are fine and i don't find the control method too bad i don't as shan said it is a mini game and um i really really like the uh the wave scanner on the srv um that is the most elegant way to do a, a kind of finding things like it, it there's genuine skill there because you've got to um you've got to remember um that things make different noises and have different appearances on the wave scanner um it's active um it is it meshes really nicely with 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 um standard play um because you're already driving the srv um and i just think that the fss is a bit of a missed opportunity because um it i, I would have liked it to have functioned like the wave scanner and the srv um but like many things in the beyond series of updates um because uh, that is actually which season that fell into. Um, I I feel like the I feel like the update wasn't. It felt like it was made by different designers to most of the Horizons update. Um, for example, um, the early on in the um, the game's development, people talked to the the developers spoke several times about how important it was that. Um, the game was internally consistent, and the cockpit the cockpits were were realistic according to the um, according to the the sort of the the science of their fictional universe. Um, one of which being um, things would be superimposed on the cockpit glass, um, and when your cockpit blew out, you'd no longer be able to see those those HUD elements, which is great. Um, that went out the window for the uh, exploration update. So if you do your um, if you put your night vision on um it is uh it's irrespective of um actually no I, I, i'm not sure whether it's irrespective of whether you've got a canopy or not but it's certainly irrespective of um uh it, it's it the way it's rendered is is when you use vr it's rendered on on the the screen rather than in the game um it's post so so it's um if you move your head around it it um it moves with you which is disorientating also the um uh the hotspot scanner um which um for for uh Asteroid rings, which was also part of the um, the exploration update. Mm. That is um, uh, that um, that's irrespective of the canopy as well. That's that's rendered directly onto your onto your screen rather than it being rendered onto the canopy in the game. So if your canopy, oh, open, right, you can see. still see you can still see the hotspot. So to me, that is that really annoyed me and still really annoys me because I've I've really enjoyed how internally consistent the game was and how how you know. It, it, how immersive it was, um, and then to do that, I was just like, are, they, are these even the same designers? Um, 
So, um, so there's a couple of things, the FSS and, and, and that implementation particularly that really annoyed me about the exploration update. Um, and the reason I don't use the FSS is because I don't find it fun. Um, the fact that you have to stop flying your spaceship to do it is, is balmy as far as I'm concerned. Um, however, it wasn't just that. The exploration updates brought in a lot of things to explore for, like the anomalies and the, the, um, the space um, or you know loads of loads of uh, things on planetary surfaces and on and in space and uh, Lagrange cloud. That's that's my kind of thought on it as well. I like the functionality it's brought, but I don't like the mini game. Yeah, I think the things the things out in there to, in space to find are really really cool. Um, like all the jelly the space jellyfish and things that they are excellent. And the fact that they're really complex and players haven't even uncovered all the all the fun- all the things that those features can do. You know, Frontier said fairly recently that players hadn't. You know, there were still things that, um, of the, about the space anomalies that players hadn't discovered. That is brilliant, really, really good. So I don't, I don't think we should focus too much on the FSS when we're talking about the exploration update because it's, no, it's a very personal thing as well. I know plenty of people that prefer the FFS to the old system. Some people in chat are saying it as well. Space Heroes just said they prefer FFS over the old. Yeah. yeah. And like, I definitely like the fact that, like you said, it's like the anomalies and stuff and, and interesting features on planet surfaces that you just couldn't find without eyeballing them previously. That stuff's really great. Um, I just don't like the, uh, the, like, the FFS. Yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's undeniable that it's better than it than what was there before. Yeah, and I if agree. You prefer what was there before. It's because you really don't like the FSS, not because what was there before is perfect. I think we did need a replacement. I just I'm not sure that the FSS was the the best version of replacement that we could get. Well, I'm going to disagree with a lot of you because I think the FSS is fantastic. Uh, it's it is such an improvement over the over the original one that uh, basically it's opened up exploration for me. Uh, before I couldn't be bothered exploring at all, and it's pretty obvious. But without the FSS scanner, we have we have missed so much content in this game. There's a lot of geezers yeah, and a lot of stuff that was already in the game, but <sighs> no. We needed it to, needed these items to be better signposted, uh, and the FSS scanner's done the trick. It 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 uh, that and the, and um, I, mean, I must admit it. it um, I, I was really enthusiastic about the probes, but once you've got used to them for a while, it kind of does wear thin. But um, it's still a hell of a lot better than what was there before, and I'm quite grateful for that, to be honest. Yeah, agree. So, I mean, how about blowing up big rocks? Is everybody happy blowing up big rocks? The thing I like about the mining update was that they really did put their own gold rush mechanic in, and it's kind of stopped people hunting down like edgy trade routes. Or yeah, it's made exploits a lot less appealing, hasn't it? Sure, because you want to make money, you go mining. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about it. Is, it's a really good point. Although you said that exploit, that's been taken out. Although you said about exploits, there was a, a bug that freed a mining fragment for every abrasion blaster you shot it with. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember that. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a lot more controllable now, isn't it? They get to choose when the the sort of the things are popping or when they're not popping. 
I know they've changed the mechanic for it recently, like uh, Ben just mentioned, but it's still the easiest way of making money if you want to go and make money. Um, and it's easily signposted. It's pretty easy to work out how to do it if you've never mined before. And you can start in a really small ship and make money really quickly. It's Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one thing. I mean, there is one problem with that is that sometimes that it does allow people just to go straight to the anaconda after a, you know a couple of hours mining and that can be a bit well it feels like you missed half the game there but you know sod it if they want to fly around and crash an anaconda let them <laughs> i think um uh the mining update is um i think it's it's really good there's loads of really good thinking gone into it there's a i it's um, also infinitely better than the old mining system, right? A I'm lot shooting a rock with a laser. I'm shooting a, lot, a rock yeah. with a laser. A lot better than the old one. I think um, uh, it, it's always annoyed me that the there is only one model of asteroid which is crackable, and uh, and it is it, it is not difficult to recognise. Um, because mining in a game that leverages so much procedural content. Yeah, I, I, I think that... you could make some. Yeah, a few a few different models, just so that they're less recognisable. But but it becomes find the popcorn shaped asteroid and blow that up rather than crack an asteroid. Um, so that I feel like very very quickly I began I began sort of meta gaming and just looking for a specific type of asteroid because I knew that was the only one that I was going to find useful stuff in. Um, so that was a bit of a missed opportunity. I also think that the um, there's a there's a the cost of the in one way it's very good that the game now has a legitimate um perennial gold rush which which has completely um taken uh, has removed the kind of whack-a-mole of exploit um bashing that frontier were engaged with before um but the the downside to that is that a lot of the um a lot of the design uh effort that went into mining is probably lost on most people because you know who does who, who does the um the the spiral drill thingy you know, who'd, there's they, they added lots of stages of mining into it, but because mm-hmm. because core mining is so is so disproportionately factorially more lucrative than any other type of mining, nobody bothers with the other stuff anymore. Which which seems you know it sort of makes me wonder like, well, you know, if you're going to do that, why why did you bother designing the the spiral missile things and and all the rest of it? If that well, sense. I mean the one th- I mean I don't know whether or not this is the the same for you guys, but I still have problems differentiating between the different colours of of the of the mining scanner. I I think oh that one's growing bright orange. I go there, it's not it basically all you can do is use your, your spiral um spiral miner if you like, because it's not a deep core asteroid. I it, um I don't know whether or not it's that Yeah, I'm not very good at it either. Oh good, as long as it's not just my eyes, it's my old rubbish eyes that have got the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think broadly the um the mining update is is good though. Um apart from those two little gripes. I think it's the the sights and the the sounds of it are brilliant. I've spent many a lo- uh, an afternoon um listening to Fleetwood Mac drifting among the among the rocks and gradually enriching myself. Um so yeah. Um <laughs> Okay. It, it, I've had some really good moments mining. Actually, there was a there was a time I was uh, mining void opals, and uh, I just cracked open um, the asteroid, and it was like the the, the fog around it, and a player mm. had walked into where I was, 
and uh, they were in a third lance. Obviously, they weren't going to go mining. So I, I only had one way of surviving, and I went deep into the asteroid. And if you, if you exist in the cloud, go deep enough in, your temperature drops to zero. So effectively, you're in the silent running mode, but you're all zero. Um, yeah. yeah, so they sort of looked around a little bit, flew around, and they didn't see anyone, and then jumped out again. So it was a real kind of cat and mouse thing. Which I really I enjoyed that more than the mining, to be honest. Yeah, Ben, did you have something that you wanted to say about the FFS? I was just thinking actually, because I mean I agree with Shan. I don't like the FFS scanner takes us out of the cockpit essentially. Um, but I was wondering, keep essentially the user interface the same, but instead of just flying around, you know, mousing around as Shan says. How about we're actually pointing our ship and having a space telescope basically looking around, scanning for stuff, coming out the front of our cockpit? Um. So, you know, you don't you know you don't drop into the blue screen, uh, but it takes away your guns and things like that, because obviously that's not what you're using. You flick into space telescope mode, but you still got your cockpit there, and then you just you point your the nose of your ship around looking for stuff. Oh, I can, I can see what you're saying there. It's sort of you, you kind of put the um, FSS scanner over the over the cockpit, like like the yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's. I think I I, I think it will be a slower. Of making it less less. It might be slower because I mean your ship obviously it depends on your ship turn rate and things like that rather than whatever the hell we're in to do the FFS scanning. <laughs> but I agree it would also it would also feel less jarring. And one of the things I would love to be able to do is to point my camera or what my telescope at a at a shiny thing and maybe be able to go, what is that? Yeah, I'd love to be able to point a point at a star and say, what star is that? Because we know the yeah. game knows what it is. Yeah, doing it in um, it's all it's all rendered on the skybox, you know. All yeah. the all the it, yeah, that would be really really good. That would be cool. I'm just wondering if that'd be less jarring for Shan control scheme wise because he's not he's not moving his mouse about. He's flying his ship and pointing the camera at it. I think taking us out of the cockpit was was a bad decision. There's no, there's no. I mean, maybe it'll be together. Maybe it'll be tied together with um, the walking around update, and there'll be a console that you that you physically walk over to to do the FSS. That would that would be and that would be. But cool. it doesn't have a joystick. You know, I also um, really dislike the addition of different cockpit modes, and I realise oh, why they had like to do is. it. But swapping between scanning mode and combat mode is just so frustrating. Oh, it just feels so poorly thought through. The fact that the the fact the fact that the cockpit mode. The, the the fact that you get these warnings if you're in the wrong mode for using for pre- for a binding so so you know we've got you've got fire groups that you can bind to either fire button um, and you've got the cockpit mode if you um if it, you know it is it is efficient to bind um a combat scanner and a weapon to primary and secondary of um uh and to primary and secondary and um in combat mode and uh, the same uh, and in the same fire group to use the primary and secondary for a for a, like a mining scanner and a, and a and and 
and, and I don't know, another type of scanner. So that in one fire group, you've got essentially two different functions. Um, the game sends you loads and loads of warnings. If you're, um, if you're, for example, in analysis mode and you're, and you're pressing a button, which is bound to a weapon, even if it is also bound to something that does work in that mode. Um, so like, there's no, like the the game does not let you use the efficiency gain that having that having two cockpit modes allows. Does that make any sense? Totally. <laughs> Clearly, <yeah. laughs> I'm finding it hard to describe. Never mind. No, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I'm, I I I do get wound up about the fact that oh right, I mean, I, I, all of a sudden I get jumped by a pirate and I think right, I can take him on, and then I forget. Of course, I'm in blooming exploration mode instead of combat mode, which is. <laughs> one extra uh, and one extra key press, but it's still an annoying one. But yeah, I mean, moving on from uh, from that, we've got our first piece of new content in around about April, and it <sighs> and you must admit it was it was smaller than we were. They, we want the ah, they warned us it was going to be smaller. I don't think we were prepared for how much smaller it was going to be. Um, we had the newbie area, uh, but I think everybody else really enjoyed having the advanced docking computer and the super cruise assistant. They, they were uh, really good. They, they were really yes. cool. I mean, all of those were great additions. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get, me, don't get me wrong. I mean, the newbie area, I, I started off my, um, my second commander in the newbie area and was actually really impressed. And I, even in open, I felt safe. What was so impressive about it? Did it feel different? It did feel different. Um, it did seem that they did choose some um, some systems that did impress how vast this game was. And also on top of that, if you look through the mission board, it sort of said, oh, by the way, we're having a practice war over there where you can go in this system, which oh, if you just cool. pop over there, uh, you can take part in a, in practice wars. Uh which I didn't think was in there, but obviously that was a pleasant surprise. So they managed to signpost, you know, how how to how to take part in conflict zones and um, a lot of the new scenarios that came in. Um, oh, I mean, that's one thing that it was in three point four that we never touched on. Um, has anybody really got into playing the scenarios? Yeah, I've played quite a few of the scenarios. I think they're yeah. brilliant. I think they're really, really good. I must admit, so do I. Um, the only problem I have with them is the ones that happen around uh, either capital ships or um, or installations. They don't happen as often as I'd like. Okay. I mean, I, you, uh, you mean the cooldowns are too long? Well, well say, for instance, we're, we're flying around here at, um, at the lave station bar. Now, obviously, nothing's kicked off. There hasn't been a pirate attack or a scenario kicking off or anything like that all the time we've been here. It would be nice if every once in a while that would happen. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. They are very good. They feel quite distant from the rest of the game. And I, I, I remember saying once that I'd quite like to see them rolled into the mission system, but I'm not sure how easily that would work. Um, mm. I, do, I do think they're brilliant. I think they're really, really well done. They, they, add, um, they add a bit of narrative thrust to the undirected gameplay like when you're just moseying around and exploring they add a bit of they add stakes and tension into uh, into what could otherwise be um well it, you know to to what are otherwise just very static assets 
Yeah. I mean, just quickly, one thing that I've, I, I would like to see is, you know, those tip-offs that you get occasionally when you've been in a system too long and all of a sudden you'll get a, oh, by the way, if you, you could, there's there's a mission that you can do for us and that'll appear on your communication board. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd love it if they sort of say, uh, all of a sudden our, our capital ship is under attack or uh, such and such installation is under attack, please come and defend us. And it, you'd go to this place and it would kick off one of those scenarios. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that kind of signposting would be great. Ben, you want to talk about the Noob area? I was going to say, one downside of the Noob area is I was trying, I was helping my brother-in-law get out, well, get started with Elite. And of course, I couldn't go in and help him. Ah, so yes. I had to, yeah, I, I waited for him to go. He went off and did his, his starting stuff, did the first couple of missions. And then he had to basically try to, up, I think he actually needed to upgrade his ship in order to jump out of the new barrier because he had to get himself a bit more jump range and things like that before we could actually go and do anything. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's the only downside is I can't go and, I can't as a nice commander go in and help somebody. Couldn't you not multi-crew in? Or did he's he not the, have in? in the Sidewinder. Oh, of course, yeah. The, <laughs> sorry, brain bypass just going on there. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think the newbie area, they, they restricted the ships and the modules to just D-rated modules and just basically the, I think it was the Sidewinder, the Eagle and the Adder are available there and you can't buy anything more. And as soon as you've broken one of the you've gone to mostly harmless, mostly aimless or mostly penniless that's it, as soon as you leave that area you can't go back in again No you can't I, 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 I don't know, I think they, maybe they should have left it maybe the the rank above I, I understand why they've got it like that Well just left it as the ship restriction you know, if you can fly those three ships and D-rated modules only no engineering Okay, yeah, so just, I can go in there if I'm in a sidewinder. That uh, Yeah, I think it would be more I mean, difficult to actually filter on that, though. Yeah, I mean, I would like it to be, to, for them to have a Wheaton's Law filter. Yeah, that'd be good. thing is, you've got to be a dick in order to trigger it, though. And you can be dick to somebody very quickly. Yeah, but once you're a dick, you don't get back in. Yeah, but if you're a starter, if you're a, if you, if you're a new player, you don't particularly want to be somebody else's... Um, no. But it would at least stop them, and it would stop it very quickly. And I mean, to be honest, you could probably give players character shields, I guess you could call it. Character well, shields. Plot yeah. armor. Yeah. yeah, plot armor. Yeah. So we could, we could give them that kind of thing, I guess. So I don't think there's any... You know, if an NPC is shooting at them, then everything's fine. But if a another human is shooting at them, then all of a sudden they've got like 10,000 megajoules of shields or something. Or even better, that it will not allow a other federal, a pilot federation pilot to fire on one another. That's something that I actually wish would be at least identified, but that's another story. Stun yeah. guns only. <laughs> uh, so uh, moving on from... Uh, from there, we had our first interstellar initiative, the the Guardian interstellar initiative. Now, I must admit, I I thought this was reasonably okay for for uh, an event. It was four weeks, uh, and eventually uh, there, there was a plot about 
uh, which organization would have exclusive rights to the Guardian ruins and so on. Um, did everybody enjoy that one? I thought it was good, yeah. I think the Interstellar initiatives have, have generally been good. I, I think it was... I think it was in execution, it was full of mistakes. I think Frontier oh, yeah. were really learning as they went. Um, in concept, it was it was really good. And I think the Interstellar initiatives have have come of age over the course of the year. And now they are the major they are the main narrative drivers of the game. And as and a cynic will say, well, yeah, they're the only narrative. And you know, correct. But they, I think they've they've admirably filled the gap that um, the the fluff articles Galnet left. Mm. I mean. Um, they they were supposed to replace community goals. Um, community goals. I I wish that when a um, an interstellar initiative wasn't on, they'd keep on with the community goals because at least that's that is something that that is still happening in the game. But you know, um, so we had uh, the first interstellar initiative, which was the Guardian one. Then we had the Witchhead. Interstellar initiative, which I thought was the best so far that we've had. Why did you think it was the best? Uh, mostly because there was a dynamic event halfway through. There were um, the evacuation of um, Palin's base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because um, that was something that you know every they, they put out a whole lot of plan of what the interstellar initiative was going to enable. Everybody was over in the witch head trying. Um, to establish a, a beachhead, and then all of a sudden, this is a, a, an attack back at home. Yeah, that was yeah, that's cool. And that got everybody in you know, a panic, and it, it got people galvanized to defend Palin and help him escape. A bit like when, uh, a bit like defending the Genosis. If you actually brought guns along, that was it was actually quite fun. Is that a bit like the Gnosis? That's what I said. <laughs> yes, I always call it the Genosis, even though Canon just get mad at me. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, so after after, oh hello, Ben. What does Stephen call it? The Genosis as well. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Stephen, do you call it the Genosis or the Gnosis? I wonder what Mark Winston calls it. <laughs> oh, poor Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, not as bad as Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he is going to so kick my backside when he hears that. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. So, I think, for the... I think I've worked out who is trying to assassinate Colin on his bike. <laughs> Everyone whose name he mispronounced. <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. Yeah, well, if you're playing the live radio drinking game right at this moment in time, you will be out of your face at this moment. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. So, um, yes, after that, then we got um, the latest update, which was the uh, the tutorial and, of course, the uh, addition of arcs. Now, that that was basically it for this, I mean, and which, of course, led to the, the massive petition about the amount of uh, bug fixes, which was, um, which we've, I think we've been discussing uh Forever, it feels like. Um, I mean, does anybody want to quickly touch on that? Because I do know that the tutorial itself uh, was really good, and when you combine that with the newbie area, I think they've 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 basically succeeded in revamping the new player experience. Yeah, what the tutorial was excellent. 
one of the interesting things um, is the number of players who are playing through Steam concurrently in Elite is actually extremely high. It's actually higher than what it was at the start of the year. Interesting. Mm, it is, actually. And I've been looking at the Steam stats on that, and it's, it's quite surprising. They do seem to spike a lot more when an interstellar initiative is on. Yeah, fair. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I do want to slightly eat my words about... Um, I, I was very critical about ARCs when they came in, and um, I still think that um, it is... Uh, it is not ideal when game designers um, uh, price the uh, the bundle of their currency in um, uh, asymmetrically with the um, with the price of their cosmetics because it means that people have to spend more than they want to. But I think that the the arcs currency and the the update that goes along with it, I think, have actually been implemented quite well. Um, the 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 passively earning arcs thing is pretty cool. Like I've now got. A thousand arcs or something, and um, actually no, much more than that. I've, I've probably now got about three thousand arcs um, through not doing anything, so I can I can get a free paint job. Um, so actually, in terms of value for money, it's it's more generous than the old system was um, so far for me. Um, and um, uh, I think that that has actually been implemented slightly better than I than I um, thought it would be. And in particular, the store I think that came with that update, the the way that the the store now works, when you can see things, uh, you can preview them in your ship. Um, I can't get the camera to work in mine. I don't know whether it's a bug or not, but I can't. I can't get the camera to zoom around the ship when I'm previewing cosmetics. But um, but the the revamp store is really really cool. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, when the they finally brought the store out in the web form, I was I was so glad to be able to go back to my Friday afternoon browsing. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the but the main point that happened with that update was obviously um i think the community or a large amount of the community ran out of patience with the bugs that were happening there was because the impression that you had at the beginning of the year is yes you're going to have all these smaller updates but we're going to fix all these bugs as well and you got the impression that those bugs weren't getting fixed and i think people just ran out of patience about that which led to the petition yeah, completely. I, 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 don't, I don't think it was a good update. Like the, the store was good in in general. It was probably the weak, the weakest update the games had. Um, it broke the game dramatically um, in so much that several that that co- whole cohorts of players couldn't log on. Um, it, and uh, and it was the the most modded up modest update we've seen so far. And I'd actually say that the best update of 2019 has been the most recent bug fix update. That happened a couple of weeks ago. I mean, let's not forget the Ark's bug apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the number of bugs were baffling, and the, the most recent one, which added zero new features and and was just bug fixes, has was a brilliant update. The the game, like, it's addressed things that were annoying veteran players that have been annoying veteran players for years. I've had I've I've noticed people, yeah. power players, saying things like, "Oh my God, they've addressed this." this bug that was to do with how things are displayed in the power play map. And this has been annoying me for years and I can't believe they've finally done it. And other people saying that they've fixed um, things that have been incorrectly named in the map for, for, you know, five years. Um, Far, far better than, than tweaks to the, um, uh, than like Chevron's in the, in the, in the HUD or, or whatever, you know, the other bits and bombs that we got in the other two updates. I mean, that's the January update that's still coming. You're referring to, isn't it? 
no, there was a bug fix. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was, I was talking. Yeah, I, I, I'm talking about the beta for the. Uh, I so, thought we were getting a December one. I thought the, the so, so the was best in up, So the best update for 2019 is in 2020. <laughs> uh-huh. It's in. Um, I thought I could have sworn there's one in. Um, no, 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 no. no, no the, the, the 2019 December update got moved to June. 2020. So, oh, it was the beta for it, wasn't it? That yeah. we had. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm referring to. So, yes, the best update of 2019 is, in fact, in 2020. <laughs> Shan, did you want to uh, come in there? Well, I was going to mention about the arts thing. Um, I actually think the implementation of arts was bare bones, or is bare bones at the moment. Um, because when it launched, there was no web store, so you actually had to log in the game to see it, to see what was available, Um, which meant the Friday lunchtime perusal of the store to see what there was was kind of kiboshed. The other thing is, which is especially relevant this time of year, is you still can't gift people um, skins and stuff, things. Mm. which considering the number of streamers and the number of communities have giveaways for codes and shipskins and stuff like that is a is a downside now i kind of at one level understand why they've done that because it's it's one of the issues that other games have is that if you buy something that's digital in the store through PayPal, say, you can then raise a dispute saying, I didn't manage to get it. I, you know, I didn't want it. So PayPal will then refund you the money, but you then still got the item in, in game. And then there's a big effort by the uh, support staff to take it away from you and all sorts of stuff like that. So I can see how gifting is kind of prevents that or mm. help prevent that. So I can look at it from that way, but it sure is a pain in the bum if you want to uh, give it to someone. Yeah. Well, moving on from uh, from that up uh, from that update, we had then two new interstellar initiatives, which basically brought us to to the point we are now. And uh, we had the, the scourge, which um, I thought was quite nice, and it uh, it would it um, it certainly was a, a surprise to find out that it was eco terrorists, because I think everybody was expecting the Thargoids to. Um, to reap their revenge after losing out on the witch head. You see, I thought it was a Green Party getting revenge for only getting one seat in the election. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't lose any, did they? They didn't get any either. Yeah, but they stayed, they, that did better than some parties, didn't it? <laughs> that just means they're stable. <laughs> a strong and stable Green Party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, That's you. go there. And of course, anybody who's, who's sort of um, into the drinking game, Shan has now mentioned politics. So, yes, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we had the scourge, which uh, it, it did turn out to be effectively a lot of trading runs. Uh, but one of the things that I was impressed with was the way they managed to finish the scourge off and they, it just led straight into the Golconda event and was nicely tied in uh, where you know the uh the, the populated 
um, generation ship. And that was the, the final interstellar initiative. I think um, that, well, I'm hoping that they're doing more of these next year because I think I've actually come to really like them. Yeah, I think they're brilliant. I really like them. Yeah. I, um, I was very, very vocal about um, the, uh, the changes to Galnet a few months ago. And I really feel like the uh, Interstellar initiatives have made up for the lack of fluff. Like the, the, the narrative of the, of the game is now clear and directed and, uh, and consistent and meaningful. And, um, uh, and it's got one, it's one consistent timeline that, that of, of different themes and different events that blend into each other, but it's, but it's one single narrative. And you know, if you read something that it's going to have an impact on you in some way, um, at some point further down the, further down the line. I, I think it's, I think it's really good. I think the, in, narratively the game's in quite a good state at the moment. Yeah. And I, I'd agree. So, um, in summary, I'll just go quickly go around the team. Um, I mean, obviously this was a complete, these updates we've got have been completely free. So bearing in mind, um, has it been a good year for 2019 in Elite Dangerous? Shan, do you want to go first? Um, I would like to say my highlight for Elite for 2019 uh, was actually nothing to do with playing the game at all. Uh, <laughs> myself. My standout moment in the event for 2019 was um, at LaveCon when Michael's or one Michael's relatives stood up and gave thanks to Frontier and the community oh, for yeah. the support yeah. they gave Michael. And for me, that is what one of the main reasons I still play League five years later is it's not necessarily the game or the changes or whatever, it's the people. And yeah. hearing that guy stand up and give a very emotional, very moving speech about how the community reacted to Michael. Also, there was, I think, Dove Enigma. Was, was he in 2019 as well? No. Dove no, Enigma? Commander, Are you joking? That was 2016. No, Commander okay. Plater. Commander Plater. Joe Plater. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, uh, Joe's still with us. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's actually been a little ill over the last couple of weeks. Um, so of course we, we send our best wishes over to to Joe. Hopefully he'll be back into into space soon enough. But yeah, uh, but the whole yeah. the whole thing that whole thing was what for me the elite the game is about. It's not about. And uh, yes, I talk technical and I kind of about the game and I wind about mechanics or whatever it is I, I I talk about. But just in that few five minutes at LaveCon condensed everything I love about Ely in the community. And that, for me, is my stand-up yeah. moment. Yeah, um, I totally agree with you there, Sean. Um, ben? I think my stand-up moment has to be Beagle Point and the whole um, Distant Worlds expedition. Yeah, I just... Of course, we didn't even discuss Distant Worlds because that was happening all the time all the time when no, uh, the first the few months of the game. Of, yeah. But yeah, that whole um, that whole expedition was so good, and it was all part basically because of the FFS scanner and the exploration updates that we had. Um, it was just it was such a phenomenal event. The guys did a cracking job, and I loved every minute of it. Excellent, um, Silverine. Uh, I probably no. 
Um, I probably, if, if, if it's a toss up, was 2019 a good year for Elite? I'd probably say no. Um, the updates were, the updates were kind of, um, were modest to the point of, or, you know, of course they were free. You know, yes, they were free, but of course they were free. There were, there was basically nothing to them. Um, the game is now in a reasonably good state, I think, but it spent most of the year very, very bugged. Um, to the point where, uh, to the point where large groups of players were were crashing to desktop and not able to log in and stuff like that. Um, and um, and and I think that the game, I think that 2019 was, um, I think the community have made Elite Dangerous. Uh, the community have made 2019 for Elite Dangerous. I don't I don't think um, I don't think Frontier have done. Um, it, it has felt like a scaling back of ambition for the game. Um, I'm I'm sure that I'll be com- that be completely blown away by twenty the 2020 update and I'm and sort of I'm hoping and assuming that I will be um, but I I think that 2019 was was modest in scope and ambition and e- and even despite that limited ambition it still was um, has left the game in um, at the current moment that with in terms of bugs and things um, probably less healthy than it was at the beginning of the game uh, of the year right um, Kurgel. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I broadly agree with Souverine. The, the best things that have happened this year have all been player things. I have loved the buckyball racing stuff that's gone on through the year, mostly to spectate because I'm rubbish at it. Um, (laughs) I love the distant world expedition. I can't wait to see if another huge expedition rolls around next year because I missed out on that due to schoolwork and stuff. I'd love to go on a big, long exploration. Uh, hike again um but i i find like like in my heart i think that frontier are really they're at the end of like the goodwill they'll get from a lot of long-standing players they're really going to have to deliver something special next year i feel and that is just a reflection of i think some of the disappointment in what we've been given this year right see see, see i uh, there's a rumor that says um frontier are going to make it illegal the 2020 update to go into 2021. <laughs> Sorry. That. That's not an endorsement. It's still a shit joke. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be done. Had to be oh, done. unfortunately, you cut out for me at the last moment, so I didn't exactly catch what you said, but uh, obviously, it's, right. it's not worth it. It's not worth it to have from <laughs> Silverine's reaction. So, um, well, leaving it there, I mean, personally, I'm. <sighs> I'm a little, I guess I'm a little bit disappointed as one of the um, the older players. I, I do feel that there's been so much cut back this year that it's been a little bit, you know, uh, I, I think Kurgle and, and Silverine have summed up a little bit better. I'm still grateful that they're supporting the game. Totally. Uh, yeah, completely. I, yeah, but I, if that if that's the if, if that's the the silver lining, I'm I'm glad they're still turning up. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're still supporting the game, but that you know, I'm, I'm glad the servers are still on. Is not a ringing endorsement. No, but I am glad that basically they have had some content because um, I don't know what everybody else's uh, definition of maintenance mode is. Maintenance mode is when the servers aren't are, are just running and you don't get a thing. At least we've had modifications at least they've listened to us and they're they're putting in bug fixes for next year i mean one thing i would say is 
I do think the game is in a better place. If you haven't played Elite before, if you're thinking of trying it out, now is a better time to try it, probably, than yes. 18 months ago. The new player experience, the yeah, that's true. Sort of starting area and everything, the way it leads you into some of the deeper features of the game before you get sort of crushed by you know the enormity of it. All of that stuff means that it's it's much more palatable if you're a new player. I think it's older player people that have been there since the beginning, or even like the beta. They're the people getting frustrated with the updates, not um, new customers. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll wrap that up there uh, towards the uh, for the, for the whole year, uh, but not the whole decade. We were arguing about that for absolutely ages. Oh, quickly, Shan, do you want to? Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I've been, when I was watching the live stream, I, I was thinking about the, the difference in style of the current live streams as the in live streams past. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I realized is that I think part of how we feel about Elite in 2019 is because, if you like, most of us are the old guard, the veterans. We're used to seeing a frontier that, if you like, worked on a very much more informal basis, you know, very chummy, chummy, almost one-to-one personal basis. And Frontier isn't that company anymore. It's Mm. got 500 employees. It's a game publishing house now. And they are, they're in transition in as much as the game is in transition in that they're moving from that 100 person company to a 500 person publishing house so i think when we think of what what elite's going to be like and how frontier is going to be like in 2020 i think we need to bear in mind is that they're changing as much as we are and perhaps we should maybe not live in the past as much all right completely different different point the changing nature of frontier as a company and the way they communicate with their with their community is a completely different point to how they manage and uh, and the ambition they have for one of their titles. Totally, totally separate points. And that line of argument is basically, uh, you know, extrapolate that ad absurdum, ad, ad, ugh, absurdum, and what you get is, um, oh well, at least at least the servers are still on. You know, nobody's, you know, nobody. I was trying to end on a positive note. I spent so many, so many years with that negativity meter. I was trying to end on a positive note. Yeah, all right, right. Sorry, I've pissed on your cornflakes. Then I'm sorry about that. Okay, well, we will we will leave it there, uh, and uh, we'll we'll just quickly run through some of the extra community news that has has come through. Even even just had a message from the pilot. Can you quickly include this, uh, which I'll I'll touch on. Um, top community uh, news that uh, has been released in the last. 24 hours is that there will be a new voice pack coming and um yes it is the babylon 5 uh, legend that is mira ferlin uh, that's uh delen for all those that uh, are unfamiliar with her uh, her, uh, her dulcet tones Yes, she has completed the script and they are set for a Christmas release. So, um, yep, that, that was definitely on one of my uh, wanted lists. So I think it, um, that's going to be in my Christmas stocking, so to speak. Uh, we What? Uh, nothing, nothing. Everything's fine. It's because it's I said stocking and you sniggered, isn't he's, it? He's just picturing you in stockings again, Chris. Oh, Christ. 
What sort of stockings? Are we talking we, hooker stockings? Okay, Are okay. we talking about Rip Van Winkle style stockings? I should have just bloomin' said a sock, shouldn't I? Because no, there's nothing that you could do about that. It's not any better. What? Uh, oh, I, I, yes, I it is. It is a lot better. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just thinking of. No, you're not thinking at all. Just go ahead of socks. Oh. Sorry, it all depends what you're using your sock for, isn't it, Brent? <sighs> Normal things. Put them on your feet. <laughs> yes. You let's guys. See. Yes. You guys are legit insane. <laughs> um, the other one, Commander Arathan, uh, him who does the fantastic um, uh, blueprints, if you've seen them, has done a f- amazing ship size fifth anniversary edition chart, which is is amazing. He's he's taken all his uh, all his blueprints and put them into one massive chart. We'll put them into the, we'll have a, a display and a link into that in the show notes, of course. Um, EDSM have added a Santa tracker onto the dashboard. What? Yes, a Santa tracker. Apparently, Santa is no longer happy just going around this one small planet. Um, according to EDSM, he will be able to circumnavigate. Circumnavigate. <laughs> I certainly don't want him doing the other thing. <laughs> yeah, he's That's not a every... Christmas present you want, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I have, I have definitely been nicer. <laughs> he can circumnavigate the planet. I just hope you don't get a he cut knows. in your stocking. Um, <laughs> and finally, we have a, a recommendation uh, from uh, the pilot, uh, him who does fantastic ship review videos. Um, apparently, there is a, a good video from a guy called ALP, which he recommends. Uh, I just heard about this in the last few minutes. I haven't had a chance to check it, but as it comes from the pilot, um, We'll say it's good enough and stick it in the show notes. So um, before I give our um, final shout-outs for the evening, does anybody have any other business before I... They're actually uh, our final shout-outs for the year. Yes. Aren't they? Because we're, uh, we're, we're going, we're reverdurching as of um, today. Yes, we'll be back in 2020 with flying jetpacks and, and all the stuff that was supposed to be with us in 2020, but... Uh, <laughs> Frosty moons. Yeah. Moon bases. Didn't expect to be where we are. Not going to end on a down a note. Anyway, um, so um, a few shout outs. Of course, just a reminder that the Loose Screws are having their end of year Discord party on the 27th of December. That's at uh, 7.30 Central Standard Time, which is about 1.30 in the morning on the 28th if, you, if you're on GMT. I think I think I'll be asleep by then. Um, and they've got a Discord server at discord.ggwsaengp, which we'll also put in the uh, the show notes. Um, our sister station. Colin, I've actually made a, I've made a nicer um, URL for them, and it is discord.io/slash/loose-screws-ed. Cool. So there you are. That was a shit one they had. I'm not they saying a word. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you've unshitted it. Yes, yeah, so discord.io/slash loose screws ed. Right. 
Well, um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, that broadcasts on a Thursday at uh, half past eight GT, uh, GMT. Uh, you can tune in at tv.forthemog.com or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemog.com. Uh, of course, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC, or one word. So, thanks to everybody that has uh, joined us on Twitch, and uh, apologies to everybody who I have completely and utterly murdered their name over the whole of 2019, uh, and to all the in-game commanders that have joined us uh, during this uh, uh, during this last session. Even though we did have technical issues to begin with, um, we'll also got um, a Galnet news from the most excellent Commander Wotherspoon. Uh, and uh, yeah, so thanks to uh, Ben, thanks to Shan, uh, thanks to um, uh, Psycho Cow, thanks to Kurgle, thanks to Souverine. Uh, I think that's everybody, isn't it? Have I missed anybody out? Did we get Norman? Oh, of course, Commander Ventura. We have a, we have a tech monkey. Yeah, who, who's who's popped in and and helped out, and of course, thanks to Karen who, who popped by and to tell us about all the LeaveCon news earlier. But uh, that is it for another episode of Leave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at at laveradio. You can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to come out and chat, which can be found at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Uh, we are warning you, you do have to share with truckers. We can't, we can't help that. Uh, do get in touch if you have any questions or you'd like us to discuss something in the future episode. Um, Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So until next time, commanders. Fly safe. And if you can't do that, Merry Christmas, have a happy new year, and fly dangerous. Is your life like this? Need a safe word for space can be I'm gonna see the galaxy. Two seconds, I'll be right back. Merry Christmas, Stephen. Good night, Stephen. 
Happy Feast of Stephen, Stephen. No, it's a heck. Together. Oh, you get all sorts here. Smells like it too. Mirth, horrible stains, marigolds. There you go. Donkey dick. It says here. Next. My dear man. Cox. Like an obese child. No. Teabag. It's the 34th century. What's that? Patient. Nada. Sounds of Jesse, because it is Michelle. This is Beyond Dockers. Dockers. Beyond Dockers, a mockumentary podcast available at bs-dockers.com. Also on iTunes. According to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. Mate, By the way, yeah. uh, we're down, I think. Stream down. Stream down! Stream down. Stream down. Oh, dear. Let's just we, carry on. Well, we are going to carry on. Um, we do a... <sighs> We've got nobody to apologise to. <laughs> yeah, we've got no one to apologise <laughs> We can apologise to the, to the podcast. Yes, we apologise to the podcast because the stream is, is a bit flaky tonight when um, we, we don't know why. It's, it's just one of those things. And we hope that this will not spoil your podcasting enjoyment. Um, but uh, we do apologise to those in Twitch because you're going to miss out on all this wonderful chat that and banter that's happening. So... Um, Have you better let the listeners decide on that after the show, whether it's banter and chat, or is it yes. just drivel? Well, um, that, is, that is very subjective, Shan. That uh, is very subjective. Uh, at the moment, Psycho Cow is, is basically changing the hamster, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. 